let's get ready to study God's Word. to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study today. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness. We thank you for your love. We ask you to help us as we enter into your word. May we do and say those things that are right and pleasing in your sight. May we rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Keep His Commandments. And the verse for the study is Psalm 119, verse 2, which says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Psalm 119.2, King James Version. Today we're going to take a look at Psalm 119. We're going to do, oh, about 16 verses. We'll do about 16 verses. Each block of eight verses in Psalm 119 is dedicated to a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So we're going to be doing two letters, Aleph and Beth. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Verse 1. Psalm 119 is a very powerful passage. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, inside of the longest book of the Bible. Psalm 119 has 176 verses, and it really emphasizes God's law, God's precepts, God's commandments. And we use those words interchangeably, but they have subtle, nuanced differences. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. The way is another method, another term that is equivalent to the faith. Jesus talks about being the way, the truth, and the life. Blessed are the undefiled. Blessed are those who walk in God's path, in the way, who have the faith of Jesus, and they are not defiled by the things around them. And why are they not defiled? Because they walk in the law of the Lord. The other point I want to make about these verses is that this is a psalm. It outlines things that are true of God's people pretty much at all times, but it especially has relevance to those in the end time. Bear that in mind. We did a a podcast a few weeks back where the history that was outlined, was actually 
indicative of, of future events as well. The history gave us a lesson of the future. This psalm does a similar. If you think, as you go through Psalm 119, you should look at the things being described and the people being described as an end-time people. It has been true throughout the life of the, the Christian experience, throughout the Christian era, throughout even before the Christian era. I mean, this was written in the time of um, the nation of Israel being a discrete and individual power. But the passages, the instruction has great significance to those of us at the end time. Verse 2, blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Okay, two things here. Keep his testimonies. The word keep in, in the scripture doesn't just mean hold on to. It means guard. Okay, there's a connotation of guard. So when we read, for instance, keep the Sabbath holy, it does not just mean that you should obey the Sabbath commandment. It doesn't just mean that you should uh, walk in the light of God's instruction to you. It means you should keep it, protect it. The Sabbath is entrusted to you to protect it because you can't make it holy. God made it holy, but you have to protect it from defilement. Okay? You can't make it holy. There's nothing we can do to the Sabbath to make it holy. God already made it holy. In the same way that there's nothing we could do to make it clean. God made it clean, but we have to protect it from getting dirty. And what that means is not only should you pay attention to how the Sabbath hours are being spent, but you should try and help those around you who may be... Um, pursuing the Sabbath in a different way, you should help them to understand. And I'm just going to leave it at that point. There are, there are ways to do this wrong, and I'm sure that every time we have these discussions, people think only in terms of the ways that it's done wrong. Nobody's asking anybody to be pharisaical. Nobody's asking anyone to beat anyone up or to berate them. Not talking about that. I'm trying to help each of us understand the way in which God has handed us these instructions. Right? So don't just look at it in terms of, I will keep the Sabbath holy, and it doesn't matter what's happening around me, that's not my business. There is some aspect of your business that it is, because God has made it your business. How you do it with tact and with grace, that's important. I'm not going to tackle that now. I'm just awakening you to the point that you are to guard the Sabbath not just hold on to it for yourself. The second thing that I want to tackle in verse number two is it says, blessed are they that keep his testimonies. Testimonies mean what you think it does. Testimony, witness. The Bible, the scripture, is not just a set of commandments. It's not just a set of precepts. It's not just a set of statutes. It is also a witness, a testimony of who Christ is. Okay, so keeping the testimony, again, not just holding on to it and treasuring it personally, it's guarding it from defilement. We have an obligation to protect that which has been entrusted to us, to
to make sure that other people will also be able to get access to it. Right? So bear that in mind. When you see keep his commandments, keep his statutes, keep it's it's not just you using it properly. It's not just you managing it properly. It's not just you being grateful for it having been handed to you. It's you protecting it so that others will also be able to get it. Right? Think of an heirloom that that passes through a family. Right? Your grandmother had it, your great-grandmother had it. At some point in time, she passed it on to your grandmother, who passed it on to your mother, who, and now you have it. Why did that happen? Because not only did they cherish whatever that heirloom was, not only did they cherish it, but they protected it and guarded it. They used it appropriately themselves, but they protected it and guarded it so that you would have a chance to use it later. Verse 3, they also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Protect them. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. You see how many times keep shows up in these verses? Protect, guard. It's active. It's not just defensive. It's active. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Okay? Keep thy statutes. Why wouldn't he be ashamed? Because when we follow God and we do his will, we have nothing to be ashamed or embarrassed about. We will be walking in the light of his ways. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Isn't that interesting? Because this verse says two things. It says, I will praise thee because I will be grateful for having learned your righteous judgments. But more importantly, it says, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I have learned thy righteous judgments. Not only will I be grateful for having learned them, but having put them into practice, my praise will be pure. I'm praising you ineffectively now. And when I understand who you are and understand what you're asking me to do, my praise will be upright. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Now, verse 8 seems like something that will show up in the time of trouble, especially the time of Jacob's trouble. Verse 9, we're now dealing with the letter Beth. Verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Right? So the scripture cleanses, cleans, purifies, the instruction found in God's word will help us to be on the path. Now, it cannot save us independently. The word of God cannot save us independently of God himself or of Christ and his sacrifice. But when Christ has saved us, his word can keep us, not just hold us, but protect us. His word can keep us safe. 
Okay, so the law is not useless. It just has to be used appropriately. The law can't save us. It can't redeem us from destruction. But when we have been redeemed from destruction, the law can keep us protected, keep us safe from problems. And I, by that, I mean spiritual problems primarily, right? Because we're going to go through tribulation and conflict. I don't want, I don't want to give the impression that the law gives us a happy, happy, joy, joy life. Maybe the joy, joy part, but not the happy, happy part. Happiness is dependent on circumstances. Verse 10, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander, wander. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. I've sought you with my whole heart. Help me not to get distracted. Right? Verse 11, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. See? So God's word, God's commandments, God's instruction, his precepts, his testimonies, they serve a purpose of inoculating us against sin, if in fact we will hold on to them. Verse 12, Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. Right? So God's word, God's testimonies, the witness of who God is, delights us so much that it's as though we have riches. And in fact, it is. We do have riches, spiritual riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will meditate. Not just run, read and run. I will dwell upon thy precepts. Dwell upon, meditate. And verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Right? Very intriguing. Very awesome. The Lord is putting before us an opportunity to learn about him, understand him, get immersed in who he is, follow in his footsteps, keep, guard, protect his precepts, his statutes, his commandments, his testimonies. The word of God will cleanse a young man, cleanse his way, and it will protect us from sinning against God. There's so much that God makes manifest to us. But we're definitely going to continue this. Right? We did the first two blocks of eight, Aleph and Beth. And what we see here is that God emphasizing the keeping of his commandments, the protection, the guardianship, the stewardship of his commandments. Our verse came from verse 2, Psalm 119, verse 2. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and goodness and love. 
we pray that we will pay attention to the counsel that is given here, to the instruction, to the commands that are given here. Help us, Lord, that we will keep your testimonies and your commandments and your statutes and your laws. Help us to operate in accordance with your will and help us to protect your word that we may be able to share it with others. These and other mercies we ask in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and other Bible topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word.